0: Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Foot Bros. Why is it special, you ask? It's special because I am sitting right next to my bro, Keenan. How you doing, Keenan? I'm good, thanks. Here we are in person. Yes. Actually sitting next to each
1: other, so we're not going to be having those awkward moments where I talk over you.
0: <laughs> All those awkward oh, moments. of gonna... <laughs> <None laughs> those awkward moments. <laughs> and it happens anyway oh well that's the joys of podcasting this is the podcast where we discuss football fantasy and much much more and uh today before we get started keenan i would like to say that our thoughts go out to tom lockyer and his family he is thankfully uh doing well and he's in hospital he's he was he, he's he's fine
1: yes glad to hear he's stable responsive and all that yep so, so. but that was a pretty dramatic moment um, yesterday in that match On to the week in football. Well, Uh, last week. Well, last week. Well, yes. So we, at the moment of recording, we have one previous week to discuss and we are about halfway through um, current week. In fact, as we record, there are a few fixtures that are happening live, including Arsenal versus Brighton. Big one for Tristan. Yeah. Brentford versus Aston Villa and West Ham versus Wolves. So we're about the 40th minute in all those matches. Currently nil-nil in the Arsenal and Villa games and 2-0 to West Ham against Wolves
0: and as
1: a... both scored by Mohamed Kudus who as as we were saying just before we recorded this is balling right now really balling straight balling
0: much to my dismay uh, Brighton haven't gotten a single shot off so far so let's, yes, let's hope a, uh... that the second half sees some attacking improvement <laughs> From the Seagulls. Yeah. Uh, last week, Mohamed Salah scored his 200th
1: Liverpool goal, which incidentally was also his 150th Premier League goal. Same goal. And honestly, <sighs> Sh- we, we just... Salah! Go Salah, man. Honestly, we have to talk about him a for a moment because what a guy, man. What a guy. I feel as though he's... Despite his status, is actually an underrated player. I think he's. I think he's incredible. Well, he's got had quite a career, then, especially at Liverpool.
0: He's he gets overlooked because, well, he he plays with Egypt and Egypt never really get that far in any competition, yeah. and he gets overlooked be- also because uh, he has spent his more or less his whole major career at, at Liverpool, and Liverpool have you know they've won a title, they won a Champions League in that time, but the it, it, he hasn't. He hasn't chosen to move on to other clubs and like develop his career and go to Real Madrid or wherever he could have, he could <laughs> probably have gone to. Yeah. And uh, I would like to point out, uh, since we're discussing Mohamed Salah, that that was uh, another unfortunate Chelsea decision, wasn't it? Maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. He wasn't
1: performing well at Chelsea and there's nothing to say that he would have developed into the player he is now had he stayed. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Kevin De Bruyne, who also used to be a Chelsea player. Well, it's true that going to the the sort of well, the two of the best managers of the, of, of the Premier League, uh, Pep and Klopp, can't help your chances into developing a, into a great player. Can't and hurt also, your chances it can't help your chances. <laughs> it can't help your chances. And also, like you say, there is a consistency there.
0: He scored some bangers in those. Two and runs, he has got he
1: he's scored some worldies. Wow, he's a a, a, a thing. People. Um, like to point out about him is he's he's basically invented a whole new position which is the uh the wide striker position mm. so he's not quite a winger he's not quite a striker he's a sort of uh just inverted he's a sort of winger, inverted winger striker, striker, type, striker yeah guy, yeah a sort of winger winger come striker um, i think we could
0: just call him a bosher of gold <laughs> that'd be another way of putting it just the great bosher <laughs> the great bosher um, great but the great bosher from egypt yeah, but yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um so shout out to him. Long live the Pharaoh, <laughs> the Egyptian king. So
1: some interesting things have happened as well. Um in this last week. So Villa, Aston Villa, with a with a great win over Arsenal. Um so that's now back-to-back wins against the top two sides of the Premier League, arguably, Arsenal and City. Well, who
0: were at the time that they beat at them. At the time, both yes. Both first when they beat them. So. Exactly,
1: yeah. No. Uh, but either way, um, last se- let's say last season's top two teams, mm. um, they have beaten them back-to-back. So Villa are now possibly in the title conversation. Nobody's going to out here saying that they're favourites or anything like that, but they're there. They're, they in, it. they're in, the in it. They're in the they're mix. They're in the mix. And that is that itself is worth... Commending, because where were we Aston Villa last season? I don't even know, they came like 8th or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did. They came yeah. they came 7th uh, actually, they got, went, they got the conference they got league, the com- uh, well, no, but they're the, in the conference league. So but they, they won seventh.
1: the, they won the conference, no they well, that's
0: won. That's West Ham mate.
1: Oh, West Ham won, won the conference league. Yes. Oh, and they came 7th to come in the conference league.
0: Yeah, did Aston Villa came 7th. Wait, who, who won the Europa League? Oh, Sevilla! Because they always win it. But they won't be winning it this year. Aha! Why not? Because they came fourth in their Champions League. Oh, did they? Out oh, entirely. damn! Yep. You know who got that 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 uh, Europa League spot instead of them was Lens. Okay. In France.
1: <laughs> oh well, the severe yep. the severe reign of Europa League wins is over.
0: Yes, it is. How
1: sad. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> um, another team doing really well right now is Fulham. Now they did just lose to Newcastle, um, but. Considering they got a red card early on in the game, and they yeah. went to Saint James's Park, I yeah. think we can forgive them for that. So it's still worth noting. But the two games before that, they scored ten goals.
0: It's also worth noting uh, that, um, that Fabio Silva has said that he is very sick of people talking about Mitrovic. He's he he said, well, "Look, I love Mitrovic. He's a great player, and I uh, you know I'll always have a lot of respect for him. But the fact of the matter is, he's not here, and the the supporters need to." be supporting uh, the players that are actually playing for Fulham. And they are capable of scoring, they have been scoring, so let's stop talking about Mitrovic and start talking about the team that's playing. And I think that is fair. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so Fulham are doing so. Good. Fulham
1: are doing well. There is a team that isn't doing so good, or at least relative to how they usually do, and that's Manchester City, who just drew with Crystal Palace. But they didn't just draw; they, they threw away they away they threw away a win at the Etihad, which is relatively unheard of for City. They yeah. they've turned the Etihad into an absolute fortress. And to to be two 0 up, I mean, so we're used to them coming back from those kinds of scores, not yeah. not losing the game from those positions. So it it is something to note. Uh you know I've seen people say like yeah you got you got the pundits will be like oh well you know city you know they might struggle for a bit but then they'll go on some endless winning streak and that is true it could happen. Yep. But other people have said correctly you can't just always rely on that. Yep. Uh at some point you need to just win through consistency.
0: Well that's well, one win in six games is is really that that is it's really,
1: really interesting that yeah one win in six Quite unheard of for this team. Yep, it's it's the treble hangover. It's the it just treble is. hangover. You, you
0: just can't keep it up. Just like a Christmas, uh, <laughs> just like a Boxing Day hangover. It's the same thing.
1: Yeah, they definitely cannot but... rule them out of the title. Oh, no. absolutely not. Never no. do that. Way too early. Way too early to for the... that. But it's a it's a struggle, and we'll see how liver if Liverpool can beat United today. And we think they will. You know that's that's them in a real good position it does for a title charge. Them. Yeah, Tottenham just one against two. Did they just beat Nottingham Forest? Nottingham Forest. Nice, Forest comfortable 2-0 win. Forest are not the greatest team in the Premier League, but we we are now starting to see after they beat Newcastle last week as well that they are they are after that difficult period they're now coming back into a bit of the the flow they were in before, and they'll only get better probably as their injured players return. Um, you know, so Tottenham Tottenham are a really good side this year. They're out they are probably out of the title race, but they are a really good side.
0: Not really. to toot my own horn here, Keenan. You toot it. I'm going to toot. Um, but I did say I reckon that Tottenham's injuries are not the end of Tottenham and uh Ange just has to like get his 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 reserves in quotes uh on form and I think he has. I'm going to
1: respond with a toot of my horn <laughs> and say that those injuries would affect them in the short term, and they did. They did. So,
0: but now Richarlison is scoring again. And, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I, I suppose uh, what we
1: can agree is that the injuries did affect them, yes, and kind of still do. But yes. Ange is a good enough manager that he Absolutely. was with a bit of time, he was able to get his other players firing. Yeah. And yeah, I think with Ange at the helm, Tottenham, Tottenham can. Well, I don't know what they can shoot for, but
0: <laughs> they can. They Europa can... League. I mean, they're, oh, they're yeah. not even in Europe. Actually, this is like here, a good point. It?
1: I don't know. I don't know how Tottenham haven't won a trophy in ever. <laughs> I, well, I don't understand because they're they're always they're always up there. They should be winning the Europa League or something or Carabao Cup. But they're just they're just so Spurs. Oh, just so Spursy. Big club, huge stadium, lots of money, zero trophies ever. Anyway, that's <laughs> Tottenham. Maybe
0: that'll change with that. But you know who probably. has a lot of trophies and a manager who isn't turning things around. Manchester United great segue that Um, yeah
1: United are are crap and uh, that's that's just continuing 3-0 loss to Bournemouth and in the same week they got bottom of their group in the Champions League this is Manchester United we're talking about they are former treble winners they won the Premier League a gazillion times biggest club in England in terms of their like fan base and finances and all
0: that and they are just shit <coughs> and it's just crazy it's what's crazy is that they're not it's like they're they're not even consistently having not, it's not the same struggles they're having like you know there are teams that are that are struggling and there's like this one point they like you know sheffield's wet sock of an attack right <laughs> like that kind of stuff there are these teams that have consistent issues united have Inconsistent issues across the board. So, depending on what what day it is, something else is going wrong. <laughs> something else is going right, but something else is going wrong. Like, for example, in Europe, they did they finished fourth of their group, but they were also the top scorers in their group. Really? So they were firing all cind- cylinders in attack, but they were just bleeding goals. And so it's like that. That's what. Sort of, but in the Premier League, they've got separate issues because, like, it's the
1: opposite issue in the Premier League. Exactly. They they, they don't score enough. They've, they're all right defensively. Yep. Well, and we're talking about things being consistent and things not lasting forever. One thing that won't last forever is Man United <coughs> getting one nil wins. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, jammy little. I mean, they they can do that every now and then, but it's not. They they seem to have relied on this on that up until this point, <laughs> just edging results. Yeah, yeah they was... got they got to turn it around if they want to get the top six or whatever it is they aim for these days. Uh, <laughs> they they need to. Start turning it around quite quickly. So today will be a test. Yep. And if they can get a result against I like get at Anfield, um, you know, that'd be really that'll be really good for their confidence, yep. more than anything. And before we move on, we should also mention Everton, who are picking up results very consistently. What is it you said earlier? Four clean sheets in a row. Yes. It's incredible. Big shout out Everton. Ten point deduction didn't make a difference. They very quickly took themselves out of the relegation zone and who knows what they could do next time around if they keep it up. Yeah. Um so yeah. Good for them
0: we'll Good for them Alright So that's kind of What happened uh, Quick quick live fixture check What's going on uh, It's half time And uh, no, the scores time. Haven't changed Since we last discussed it So it's 0-0 For for Arsenal And uh, Brighton 1-0 For Brenton Against Aston Villa And 2-0 For West Ham Against Wolves
1: Yeah, And we've been Speaking to it We've been speaking About it already um, The only The last game Therefore of this game week that, that is yet to happen Is Liverpool Versus United Which is the Headline fixture um, me personally I'm expecting Liverpool to win fairly comfortably I, I think I think they're they're in a place right now of, of much greater confidence than United and they're also just a better team yeah so uh, and they're at home I just think it's it's a pretty foregone conclusion yeah Um, but as we said if United can do something that'll be great for them
0: um, fantasy. Yeah, so we had a uh, game week, game week sixteen, and the current game week seventeen has been a has been a major, major game week turnaround for us in FPL because I had been winning for pretty much the entire start of the season, and after last week and an unfortunate mishap on my heart, Keenan is now in the lead. Yeah, by baby. By one point. By one point. Well, well. After yesterday's fixtures, it's seven points. But the game yeah, week is yeah, not. Yeah, a yeah,
1: point. We'll, well, yeah. We'll see what happens today, but yes, uh, as of as of last night, when the points were tallied up, I edged ahead one by one point. So, uh, yeah, the rivalry's on. Right, I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago, I was in a in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, you were in a dark. I was in, I was in a dark dark space. I was like I was like less than in the top million and really struggling. And uh, yeah, so I'm more, more than beating, even more than beating Tristan. I'm very happy just with the overall comeback, the turnaround, so the turnaround yeah. in, in in fortunes. Yes, uh, but yeah, no, that's nice. Um, but uh, but yes, a big factor last week, and I think this is what you were referring to, yes. was the the fact that Haaland... Didn't play, and so it was very important who you vice captained. And Salah and Son both got massive hauls. I have to thrown them both, and um, and so they either of them would have been a very nice vice captain. But who did you go for,
0: Tristan? <laughs> I didn't. Go, this is the worst part. I didn't go for him. My vice captain from the previous game week was on Saka. And I had been meaning to change this, but I was in the back of my mind and I didn't do it prior to the start of the game week. And so I checked, and I remember this, I remember checking at the beginning of the game week and going, oh, damn, I left that on Saka. That was probably not the smartest move. Mm. Oh, well, it'll be fine. I'm sure Haaland will play. <laughs> and uh, and then he didn't. And so, uh, so yeah, that uh, was... That's
1: an unfortunate one, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah that's but, a that's a lesson for Tristan to think about your vice captain next time
0: it caps off a string of sort of minor errors like i haven't i haven't fallen off yeah i'm not fallen off yeah i have not fallen off i am still i'm still you know more or less where i was a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago but i haven't i've made a couple i' had a couple costly mistakes often around captaining but also i probably reached james which was a waste and, yeah and uh and a couple of things like that that have just been not not great decisions on my part, and that has that has Opened the uh, opened the way for Keenan to yeah pull in, pull in front of me, and a couple other people in my mini-leagues have also pulled ahead of me, thank, uh, thanks to that. So we'll we'll see if I can have a little turn yeah, around. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll, yeah, it'll be a lot of ups and downs until uh, it'll be like the actual title race, you know? In the scheme of things, so not between the two of us, but in the scheme of FPL of, of as a whole, both of us, and this is why it's not really changing anything between us, but... For our for our games, I'm very pleased to have um, what we were already discussing those those cut price uh, gem midfielders, and uh, especially Anthony Gordon, Cole Palmer. Those we have both of those. I've been pleased with Huang. He's he's been performing a little less over the last couple of games, what's, but prior to that, he's been. He's what's been his doing price? Huang is like uh, let let me let me check that for you. Get get, get but get, yeah, get shout
1: info. out shout out the budget enablers who are. I mean Palmer. And Gordon, I think, are both really just keep are they keeping up with the big names in terms of the points there? Yep. Their output, which is just it's just so cool to see because not only are they cheapest chips, but they're like young guys, you know, yep. the the you know, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool to see young guys p- performing for their clubs and Definitely. and performing for us because we, we both own them both. So
0: Huang <laughs> uh, I mean, is five point eight million. To answer right? The
1: question. Okay. Yeah. No. For sure, Palmer. Um, yeah, the combination of Palmer and Gordon has definitely helped me climb the overall ranks. Um, and so, this game week so they thanks did so they, really well. Yeah, yeah, and they both done really... Palmer just got a huge haul, yeah. Love them. Love them! Uh, before we move off
0: of FPL, there's a couple of debates I'd like to get into to see get your opinion on it. I love a debate. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, my first debate is is the selling Haaland. Oh. So obviously it's a tad late to be doing so now. But uh, prior previous game week, and actually even now, there is this debate of should we be uh, taking out Salah for the short term and the, uh, Salah, sorry, Halland for the short term, and then bringing him back in. I have chosen not to. And I think this is partly because I already had Watkins and Solanke, so I'm, I was like, you're already pleased with my forwards, and I'm pleased with my five midfielders, so I don't feel like I really need to 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 fill that slot. But uh, I I also I also worry that that that's not, you know, that that's that's not necessarily the smartest move.
1: Uh, well, I did it. I sold him for, but I did it for Solanke, who you said, as you said, you already own. And I, I think that is kind of that's quite an important difference because I think there aren't beyond Watkins and Solanke, outside of Holland, there really aren't that many solid forwards right now. Yeah, you know, uh, Alvarez is not too consistent anymore. Jackson's not too not consistent. Uh, who else is there?
0: Well, you've got you've got some
1: Lisa. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, really do much. Yeah,
0: but he's not doing much either. You've got Cunha at Wolves who scored a few yeah. recently. It's all right. Uh And then you've got you've got the Brighton forwards who are capable on a good day. But the problem is they're all they're, they rotate, they're don't rotation they? Rotation risks. Yeah. yeah um,
1: so. so I think really outside of those three, there's just there aren't any obvious forwards. So I think I think it, I think it made sense that we both did what we did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I sold him. And I was debating whether to use that money to bring in Trent, which I've now done. So in order to get him back, I will have to sell Trent and then sell Solanke. So um, my plan right now, I think, because, oh, uh, by the way, spoilers, I don't have a goalkeeper for this game week. Uh, Sanchez is injured and uh, Ariola, my other goalkeeper, seems to have been benched. So my plan, just to lay it out, over the next three game weeks, I think, is first transfer, get a goalkeeper, probably Dubravka. Um, because cause he'll replace Pope for a, for a little while and New, Newcastle are very solid at the back and they've got some, some nice short term fixtures yep. so I'll get a goalkeeper and then give myself and then roll the transfer and so I'll probably so the next City game is a blank and then the one after that is Everton away so I'll probably not have Haaland for that one game and I'm not too sad about that because mm. I don't think Everton away is a pushover game at the moment and City are not a Team that's pushing over people right now. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not too sad to not have Haaland for a game, and then, but the game after that is Sheffield at home. So I'm definitely, so I'm going to bring him back in for that one. Yep. Uh, and at the same time, yeah, sell Trent and pick a new defender to have there. So that's my are my next three transfer plans, and I think that works for me.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good shout. I haven't quite got that much. I'm uh, I haven't looked ahead that much. I'm sort of I'm playing it by year, uh, game week by game week. But I have uh, I did take out for the blank, I took out Ben Mee, because seeing as I've kept Harland, I have Ben Mee, and then I have there was the, the you know, the potential injury scare only having one person on your bench is not something I really want to be doing. Uh so I've I've brought in a I've brought in a Fulham defender. Brought in Tosin, uh, who scored recently and who was in the team for those two 5-0 wins. And as we were saying earlier, uh, that 3-0 loss to, to Newcastle can, I think, isn't a, it can't be counted as the end of a run. It's a, it's just, it was a blip because of Jimenez's uh, red card and, mm. and, you know, also tough opponents because Newcastle are tough opponents. the, the Next week they're playing, uh, next week they're playing Burnley, who who aren't, Aren't playing particularly well at the moment. So, so I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think Fulham are are a good shout. They're very different. There's some very differential picks in there. Very differential. The only, the only real risk with Fulham is that uh, there's no like, there aren't really any standout performers in Fulham as uh, as things stand. In that those those uh, ten goals in those, you know, in one of those five nails, I forget which one. It was nine different players that got goals and assists. So it's like. There's, there's obviously there's a big spread, which is why I went for a defender because they've yeah. got they've got, got two clean five sheets, nails, yeah. they've got clean sheets, they're doing well. He could also get you know he he scored and there's potential for attacking returns because the team's on an attacking flow. So I'm I, I think the Fulham the Fulham shout is a good one. Then I'll see I'll see where it goes after after next game week. Maybe I'll get a Brentford guy back because because uh, they've got th- nice fixtures after this blank. Yeah. So we'll
1: see. Yeah, but to, but to go back to your original question, I think the answer is sell him if you don't have Solanke or Watkins. Yeah, because you want to have them both right now because of their form, and no, probably no need if you already have both because there's no obvious alternative outside those three. Yeah, I think that's the yeah the, that's the, the answer. That seems like a fair answer. Yeah, thank you for answering that question. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm glad we
0: solved that one. La la.
1: <laughs>
0: it's game time.
1: <laughs> it's time for the game. Woo! Yeah. All right. So as usual, uh, we've uh, we've got a game lined up to play. Uh, So, Tristan, this one was your idea, so so why don't you talk us through it?
0: Alright, so, uh, my idea is to make your letter team. What does your letter team mean? I don't know! (laughs) So your letter is the first letter of your first name. Which in my case is T, Tristan, and in Keenan's case is K, Keenan. Uh, you can play this at home as well, if you want. And uh, the idea is, we want you want to make a starting uh, a starting eleven. I'd say. I'd say. Four four two, or do you want to go 4 No, make, you your choose own, your, choose make your, your own, own formation. formation. Make I your mean, own
1: formation. Like, I'd like to add that afterwards we want, to say, we want to discuss which is the better team. Of course. So if you haven't got any defenders, you're getting crushed. So, yes. you know, that's so on you. Pick
0: yeah. your formation, but pick a good one. And uh, we are going to give ourselves... So the point is not to sit here and research all of the players who exist, who have, uh, <laughs> who have these names. Oh, worth pointing out, the letter can be the, letter of the, the first letter of the first name of the player or the first letter of the last name of the player. So, for example, for K, uh, Kevin De Bruyne works, as does uh, Matteo Kovacic. So you can have you can have either of those. And uh, they have to be current active players. Uh, so not retired, not from the 1980s or whatever. So, uh, sorry, anybody called Paul, you can't have Pele. <laughs> uh, and uh, and we're giving ourselves five minutes to make these teams. Because the point is not to uh, is not to sit here and research every single player. All right, we're back, and we are ready to compare our teams. So uh, who is your K goalkeeper, Kina?
1: My K goalkeeper is uh, Kepa Avita Balaga. Oh. the uh, the current the Chelsea goalkeeper currently on loan at Real Madrid. He's not the world's greatest, but he's pretty solid, so I'm happy with that. Okay. And the other option I had was uh, Loris Karius, um, but uh, after his shenanigans
0: at the <laughs> Champions League <laughs> final a few years ago, uh, he's not getting in my team. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I have gone for Andre Ter Stegen. Okay. Back up to Manuel Neuer, but we all know how good he is playing at Barcelona and everything, so I think it's a very solid keeper. I've solid. Solid. Who are your defenders, King? My defenders, okay.
1: So what I've gone with in the end, uh, at left-back, we've got Kieran Trippier. Nice. Who we know can play there. You know, he's more, more right-back at Newcastle, but for England, he's often a left-back. So... Him at left-back. My two centre-backs are Ibrahim Konate from Liverpool and Ezri Konza from uh, Aston Villa. Ooh. Two solid Premier League centre-backs, yep. in my opinion. And at right-back, we've gone with Carl Walker.
0: Uh, I have got, so at uh, left-back, I also have Trippier. Yeah,
1: that's uh, Trippier. Trippier, yeah. Uh, so i and he's the Trippier.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, my two centre-backs are, he's a little old, but still, Thiago Silva. Yeah, very solid. Uh, and James Tarkovsky. Cool. Uh, who's a who's a very solid defender in my opinion? A nice experienced lad to have in centre back. Yep. And then right back uh, like Trent. So I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold. Lovely. At my right back. Cool. What's the midfield looking like? Do you want
1: to? Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah, go for it. So am I? Uh, so I've gone my shape. By the way, I've gone with a diamond sort of shape. So I've gone with a CDM, two centre mids, and then a CAM at the top. So it's a diamond. Um, my CDM is N'Golo Kante solid as fuck who's <laughs> currently playing in saudi arabia but um he is an incredible cdm and did wonders at chelsea so he gets in there my two mids are slightly slightly uh, different i've gone with tony cruz who is a bit of an old bloke but he's absolutely fantastic won multiple champions leagues and uh, Mateo Kovacic which is more just uh, just cuz that was the only other central midfielder i could think of with a k but he's pretty good he won a champions league with chelsea and then at c at uh, central attacking midfield i've got Kevin De Bruyne who i think will be an assist king for my k team what about you
0: very nice very nice uh, i struggled with the midfield yeah i struggled to come up with midfielders i'm not going to lie uh, so i'm lacking a CDM I have my my midfield is very attack minded. Yeah, uh, I have got so I've sort of got uh, two central midfielders that are sort of kind of holding midfielders as well. So I've got I've also got Tony Kroos. Yeah, uh, and I have Thiago Alcantara Okay, who, uh, who I think is a very good player, even though less so recently, but I think he's a very good player. Uh, I have as my sort of attacking midfielder slash wingers kind of you know floating about yeah I have adama Traore, uh who's you know very speedy very skilled and Thomas Muller. classic classic brilliant brilliant uh, attacking midfielder there yeah that's a good one so that's that's my that's my midfield I think it's a little it's a little misshapen but there are some good players in it all right
1: uh um for my attack I've gone with the so so I've got two up front and I've gone with the two French. Strikers. Uh Randall Colomuani and the big one, Kilian Mbappe, to round off the attack. That's very nice. Um that's my team. So yes, it's a four four two with a diamond shaving midfield and sort of two two strikers up front, basically.
0: My two strikers up front. I have French guy as well, Marcus Turam, mm-hmm. Uh striker at Inter Milan, and I have. I'm counting him as currently playing because he'll be back. Ivan Tony, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's fair. And uh, and yep. So so two 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 solid attackers. I none of them have the cachet of Kylian Mbappe, mm, but but they are solid. But they are solid. All right. So that's, that's that's those are the teams. That's a line up those teams. Uh, I, I personally I'm going to admit that I think Keaton's team is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I'm also gonna say that. <laughs> I, I think I think our goalkeepers are about the same level. You, you've no, you've got a good defence, actually. I think t- yeah, Trent and Trippier are about the same as Carl Walker and Yeah um who was my left back, Trippier, also. <laughs> uh you've got Tarkovsky and Thiago Silva. I think. Thiago was a little bit old, and Tarkovsky's not not exactly elite.
0: Yeah, I So I think I
1: think and Konza are probably slightly better. I think the midfield is where I've got you. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, we both have Cruz, but I've got a real CDM. Yeah. And Thomas Müller is also getting on the on the older side. Yeah. Whereas De Bruyne is a an elite guy in the prime of his life, and I think my strikers are a bit better as well. Yes, they are. So, but but good efforts from nice good efforts all around I think you oh, missed I? out a big one, Kuleszewski. That's what I was just thought of. No, no, I wasn't
0: thinking of Kodasivsky, <laughs> I was thinking of Harry Kane. Oh shit.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's an awful oversight. <laughs> oh no. Oh Kane and Mbappé in attack would have been epic. That would have
0: been epic, yeah. You yeah. had a you had the possibility for something oh. quite quite special there. Wow. Yeah, that's a with, massive with, one. With Colin but, you know... Oh, Colin is a and, great player. And, 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 you know, he is, and Mbappé and Colin know Possibly each other Possibly they well. complement each other they better. They complement each There's other better, that's that's possible. That, um, nah, but you wouldn't not take
1: Kane, would you? Yes. <laughs> one thing we've been sort of just potentially uh, or thinking of discussing for a little while now is um, the all-sports GOAT debate. Uh, so what is that? We've uh, we've picked out ten names from the history of all-sports, basically. Uh to To debate or discuss who we think takes the crown of the goat of all sport. Um, so, let me just read out the the so yeah. We, we're limiting this to, to ten names. Okay, so who we are? We've got Michael Jordan, winner of six NBA championships and, uh, co- um, coincidentally six NBA Finals MVP, um, among other things. We've got Muhammad Ali, an absolute icon of boxing. 156 out of 61 professional fights, 36 of those via knockout, which is a big number. And he's an Olymp- Olympic gold medalist to uh, to top it off. Um we've got Wayne Gretzky, the uh, the goat of hockey. Uh the of the 10 most points scored in a season, he's claims eight of them. Uh as, as, Because of the way hockey uh, scores its points, it's also the case that if you took away all of his career goals, he would still be the highest-scoring hockey player of all time because of his assists. And they retired his shirt number across the whole sport in recognition of his absolute greatness. Then we got Usain Bolt, um, greatest sprinter of all time competed in three olympics in which at each time he did three events so of the nine possible gold medals he won eight of them and the only one he didn't win is because his team was disqualified <laughs> um he still holds the records in the 100 200 and 4 by 100 meter relays so that's pretty remarkable yep um next to michael phelps the most decorated olympian of all time he's got 28 olympic medals to his name 23 of them are gold and twenty-seven gold medals in gold medals in the swimming world championships. Babe Ruth, the uh, an icon of of baseball back in I think it was the nineteen twenties. It was around about when he was playing. Uh, managed to win the World Series on seven different occasions. Bo Jackson is the name we've added in because uh, he achieved the quite remarkable feat of being a, a very dominant force in two different mega sports, baseball and the NFL. We put Lionel Messi in there. Of course, of course, you know, this is a football podcast and he is the man who has completed football, the greatest of all time in the world's biggest ever sport, which is which is a factor, of course, uh, as we discussed last time. Tom Brady, seven time Super Bowl champion, five time Super Bowl MVP and three time NFL MVP, Um, probably the greatest ever NFL player. And then to round it off, Jonah Lomu, who uh, is Arguably the first and potentially only ever rugby world superstar. He's held uh, numerous World Cup records and was the youngest player to score 10 test match tries and the first to score 12 test match tries in a year. So there you have it. Those are the, those are, that's the, those are the pool of candidates. Um, what are your initial thoughts when you, when you hear that?
0: Uh, my response is, so I, I, listening to the 10 candidates we've got, uh, a few things spring to mind my first thing is uh it's very Ameri- american centric oh uh, the list <laughs> well i mean you know I, I i think it's worth i think it's worth pointing out like what the exactly who we're discussing here and in what parameters so this is very europe Euro- you um, very uh, american centric in that there of the uh i think there are
1: about five or, or americans
0: uh, well it's not just that they're Americans, but they're major people in, in very popular American sports. So Michael Jordan in, in America is in America, uh Wayne Gretzky the NHL is America and, and Canada. Well, he, uh, but he's Canadian. Yeah, but he's Canadian. But my point is these are like Ameri- big major American sports. A lot of people in Europe, the NHL and ice hockey as a general rule, is not a big sport on their radar. Like no, in but France or the UK, people don't no, discuss not friends, ice but, hockey. But they,
1: but they do in um, in the Czech Republic and they do in Russia and other places, you know. Yeah. But not,
0: like, like okay, so if I spread wider than Europe, does anyone in Africa follow really ice hockey? I'm just wondering, like, yeah, I'm not I'm just saying I'm saying no, I'm not I, saying I, that this list is wrong. I'm just saying it is very Americanocentric, yes. in that it's centered around a lot of American sports because if we look at here the of major american sports there are more than half uh, are in major for major american sports so i think there's a there's there's something to be said there about about this is all... because what you're also right is that these are names that come up a lot in goat debates and i think that's also because uh, a lot of goat debates are quite American-centric in in the way that they're done, mm. especially for us and in the world that we're in, being Anglo-American, and and that's, so that's like that's where that's mm-hmm. where a lot of our influence from what's a great sporting person is. If we were having this doing this podcast in India, there would definitely be at least one cricket great Indian cricket player on this list, quite but it's possibly. not because we're not. Into the IPL,
1: it it's true. Um, I I don't know for a fact though that there is a any sort of standout name in the world of cricket. Um, whereas these guys are standout names within their respective sports, so there there is that as well. We you know in shaping this list, I think I think there were a few things that were considered. One is the the size of the sport. So there are there are some names in other sports that are that are like. The best, the goats of their sport, but they haven't made this the cut of this list because they're not sports that many people are paying attention to. I think that I think that matters. Um, another reason they might not have made it, uh, some sports might not be in there is because there might not be a clear sort of icon of that sport, and um, yeah, I think I think those are factors as well. Okay, and and you know, yeah, you talk about the American centric um area, I think that partly is just because. America is sort of the the probably the world leader in sports, mm. and therefore, well, it, I mean, it it follows that they would produce a lot of sporting it icons. Is,
0: it is definitely the world leader in sports, and if you take uh, it's if you look at the ten the the ten leagues with the highest played uh, the highest paid players um then almost all of those American leagues are on there apart from the NHL I think mm-hmm. and uh, and so yeah of course these are huge sports with a huge following uh and so you know I'm, I'm not again I'm not saying that this list is outright <laughs> wrong I'm just sort of you know I'm'm I'm, I'm pointing out something that is apparent. okay no
1: that's very fair that's very fair
0: I was gonna react to, you mentioned Michael Jordan. I think that, uh, I I personally, looking at this list, I immediately wanna say Michael Jordan. And I wanna say Michael Jordan because I think if we're discussing worldwide sporting impact and presence, I think, as you you rightly pointed out, I think most people in the world, if you ask them who Michael Jordan is, they can answer that question. Whereas there are other people on this list that like, yeah, uh, you know, even Michael Phelps. I reckon there are some Americans that don't even know who Michael Phelps is just because swimming and even you know the Olympics is it's it attracts a certain crowd. Yeah. And uh, whereas Michael Jordan, just everybody knows Michael Jordan's name because he was so influential in what is the biggest sport in uh, in like that list I was saying of the ten. Leagues where the athletes are paid the most. Yeah, NBA is the top of that list, yeah. and by a mile. And that's because the NBA has so much media attention across the world. And he kind of made that happen. And he kind of yeah. made that happen. He is he's one of the he is one of the major figures in making basketball so popular.
1: This also might be very unfair to Michael Phelps. Uh, admittedly, <laughs> I'm not an expert in swimming, but one could argue that he had the physical attributes that made him dominant swimmer whereas i don't think it is easy to have a a physical advantage that makes you a dominant basketball player i think you need to be i think you need to fucking work at it incredibly hard which i which we which we know michael jordan did of course michael phelps worked incredibly hard as well no one's doubting that but I, i i would argue that he probably had something about his physicality just made him that that incredible swimmer that made him dominate swimming whereas i think michael jordan he had to sort of rise above through a combination of like mentality and sort of yeah. adaptation and hard work and, yeah.
0: And technique and knowing. Technique. Cause, and there's there's also something that's definitely true. And that's also why, you know, there's players like Lionel Messi on this, this, because there's, these are players that are, are also in an adapting sport in that like swimming doesn't change because it's it's yeah. the same what changes is there are stronger people or there might be some like there might be a few new techniques that come in for for how you're swimming but the game doesn't change because the game remains the same thing which is to go the fastest possible from point A to point B yeah. in the swimming pool whereas basketball evolved over over Jordan's career the way you played basketball the strategies the, the the main ways of playing evolved same thing for Messi over the course of his his whole footballing career football has evolved and so to be the goat of that sport and to keep being on top as long as they were Mm. that means you also have to be able to adapt to how the sport is changing and that is an additional that is an additional thing that that is that is required
1: yeah and I think I think therefore Wayne Gretzky um, should be considered in this in that same conversation because he was I mean as we said when we were reading out the names he's incredibly dominant throughout his career in hockey Mm. and hockey is another one of the sports where you have to sort of you gotta have technique. You gotta have adaptability, and he was just—he's just, he's just the, is the undisputed goat of hockey. And whereas um, I think we mentioned this before, one could argue that Michael Jordan and possibly even Messi are not necessarily the undisputed goats of their sports. Yep. Um, so Gretzky's gotta be up there in my view. Okay. So I think Michael Jordan, yeah, I think I think the main thing in his favour is his iconic status and the attention he's brought to basketball. Muhammad Ali, I'd like to, I think we should push him a bit further down in my opinion. I think he he's also an icon and he was probably the best, but I think he had more competition than people remember. Uh, at, 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 even at the time of his um, career. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky yeah dominant but smaller sport so there's that I
0: think I think you know I, I, I maintain my point on uh, ice hockey being uh quite select to certain countries and I reckon, I don't know them and so I can't sit here and give you examples but I reckon we could find Wayne Gretzky of equivalents in other sports that are of, the, yeah. of a similar size yeah, to a, ice hockey.
1: That's fair. Usain Bolt, I'm putting, I'm making the same argument as Michael Phelps. I think he had a physical a- aspect to him that made him what he, you know he, he almost, he's almost famous for being relatively nonchalant as a guy <laughs> like you, you've seen his, the one, that time that he broke the, the sprinting record, he Jogs the last bit. <laughs> he like, he like, he like slowed down and smiled to the camera. Like what what a legend. But anyway. <laughs> I think he just something about his his combination of height and speed just made him untouchable. I think usually sprinters have to be a bit smaller so they can just rapidly move. Mm-hmm. But he was able to do that despite being like 6'4 or something. Uh which is pretty incredible. Babe Ruth, I'm gonna put probably near the bottom because uh, I think it's fairly well known that he wasn't actually an elite athlete. Yes. <laughs> He's just, um, so big talk-
0: name in baseball and again baseball is nowadays not a very popular sport across the world or even in the states it's, it's losing losing a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, following so.
1: Yeah. Bo Jackson I think is similar. Similar. I mean in commended achievements but yeah we're talking about a goat of a goat of sport here. You yeah. can't you can't you can't be a goat of sport if you're not a goat at Ace ball. <laughs> yes. Um Messi, fairly high up. Tom Brady. Tom Brady definitely is the goat of NFL. And like that, some people might disagree with that, but I think it's I think he's pretty I think he's he's proved that. Yeah. Having having won the Super Bowl as many times as he had with different teams, even. Um, I think he's shown that he's yeah, the goat of NFL. And then Jonah Lomu, um, I'm glad we put him on here because because rugby deserves a shout out. Um but I think he he didn't quite have the longevity yeah. as some of the others on this list. Um,
0: which, yeah, l- yeah, lack of lasting dominance. I'll give you that.
1: He he. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't his fault. I think he had medical issues mm. um, at at points, um, which made him sort of drop off a bit. Um, so with that with that being said, are you sticking with Michael Jordan as your your goat of goats
0: i'm sticking with michael jordan as my goat of goats because yeah i think i think we're going to be hard pressed to 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 distinguish someone on pure athletic merit just because it 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 changes so much from sport to sport and that's almost a different debate on like who is the most powerful athlete in history and uh and so i'm i because we're not discussing that and uh, even though there's competition in, like, you know, Le- LeBron James might have actually more career achievements nowadays than, than Michael Jordan got over his career, just because of the the impact as a sporting icon and also as a major player. So he's not just, like, a sporting icon, is in he's brought money and success to the sport. He dominated the sport and brought money and success to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for
1: me, my top three are on Messi because he completed football. He's yes. achieved everything and he's just he doesn't he passes both. We talk about this a lot in football, stats and the eye test. Yeah. And and he's and he's the best at both. Yeah. Like he the everything the things he's won, he's won absolutely everything. He's on paper, he's the best player of all time. And just looking at him, the things he does on the pitch, he's the best player of all time. Yeah. So he's gotta be up there for me. Yeah. Because of how big football is as well. I'd, so my top 3 are Messi, Wayne Gretzky because he's so dominant, and Michael Jordan as well. And I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to make Michael Jordan my my goat of goats for all the reasons you already said, but I'm going to add the fact that he was such a winner. Like the fact that he won 6 NBA championships with a team that before and after him got nowhere near that. <laughs> like that that is just that's just so important. He didn't uh, just it wasn't just him doing it. He dragged that team to another level yeah. through his personality you know some way some might say too much like he was a bit of a tyrant um, but that's a different debate he did it and you just yeah for all the reasons you said and just the fact that he's such a winner then from his six nba championships he was the mvp in the six nba finals so that that tells you everything yeah. really he just yes. he just made it happen mm-hmm. magic mike as they say yep all right cool glad we can agree that's a good debate
0: so to round things off, uh, we are going to look at how those those games are ending up. Aston Villa have pulled two back. Ah, see, we did say. Holly Watkins, and here they are. This is this is this is some title-winning stuff. This is here, some ti- can't they? This is what they, this is what title uh, contenders do. Yeah, this they is... come back and win win games. This is this is Villa who who didn't give up and who uh, in the, uh, in, the, in seven minutes have scored two goals to put them two on up. Oh, Ben Me got a red card. Oh. I'm glad he. I'm glad I transferred him out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you see that Arsenal scored again? I did see that Arsenal scored again. Uh, Kai Havertz, he is starting to uh,
1: he's, he's turn up. Funny his yeah. element. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, I, Arteta was right to have faith in the, in that lad yeah. and uh and good for him. Good for him.
1: He's, All he's, right, he's versatile and yeah, he's Definitely. a good player, very good player. I think I think I think Chelsea were right to sell him and Arsenal were right to buy him. I think yeah. it was good business for everyone. So.
0: Smart decisions nice. all around. Well played. All right. we'll 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 we'll, we'll, leave we'll it see how those those games go up full time by now. When I have finished going over today's wacky sport highlight. Now, uh, we have been discussing wacky sports previously. Today, Keenan, I give you a wacky sport. Uh, a wacky factoid. A wacky fact. <laughs> a wacky fact. Now, a wacky facky. <laughs> in your opinion. Yeah. So, just so you know, in every every uh, country that is part of UEFA, uh, has their own version of an FA Cup. They have their own national football association cup that is run by the football association of that of that country, and that belongs to the UEFA. And that uh, the winner of every one of those football association cups. Uh, gets to be part of the Europa League, or at least the qualifying rounds for the for the Europa League, right? So, this being said, which team do you think, or how many titles do you think has won the team in Europe that has won the most of their football association? Whoa, cup wait, title? wait, say that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> how many titles? There is one team. Yeah. That has won more FA Cup, not English FA Cup, oh, but the, their, their country FA, cup, FA yeah. cup titles than any other in Europe. And how many titles do you think they've won? Oh, like their, their domestic cup. Yes, right. their domestic cup.
1: Exactly. Um... Well, if I wasn't <laughs> looking at the name in front of me on the spreadsheet that we made, uh, I would guess uh, well, it's odd it's hard to guess when you know the
0: answer. <laughs> you don't know how many they've won. I'm asking okay. how many have they okay. won.
1: Okay. Okay, how many have they won? <laughs> and what country? Because I don't actually know that. Alright, okay, yeah. so it's a good, good, so, good, good point. So it's it's is FC Vaduz. is it?
0: <laughs> that is the answer of <laughs> that so is the, the answer. That you know the, that the I know answer that. the that. Okay. of the club.
1: Now now guessing how many times they won and what the country is. Um So, so throughout the history of the competition?
0: Throughout the history of the competition. Okay.
1: Um, Vaduz. Hmm, what kind of country could that be? That sounds vaguely Eastern European, maybe. Um, I'll say, complete guess, I'll say Romania, and they've won it 41 times.
0: Okay. Uh, you were close with the number of times. The uh, Vaduz have won their, their domestic cup forty nine times, Ooh. And, and they're currently the holders of the of that title. By the way, yeah. Uh, and no, Vaduz is from a much smaller country. Okay. The they actually play in uh, Switzerland's second tier. Oh. But they are the only professional football team of Liechtenstein. <laughs> Okay. And uh, Liechtenstein, which has <laughs> which has in their domestic cup eight teams <laughs> as a general rule. Well, the uh, other seven are amateur. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Vaduz wins it more or less every time. <laughs> and so ends up in the qualifying round of the Europa, Europa League. Oh, but <laughs> uh, not this season, but last season they actually made it through qualifying for the first time in, in the Europa League and made it to the the group stage where they came a resounding fourth in their group. But right. They did make it through to good, uh, good they did make them. it through so good for Vaduz. Does any other team in Liechtenstein ever win the cup? It does happen. Oh. Uh the last one that won it was something like 10 years ago. I'll have to I'll, I'll I'll fact check that quickly for you there. But uh it, you know, it can happen. However, uh Verdus does tend to win uh 4-0, 7-0, 11-0 as, as a general rule. It 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 happens a lot. Right. Well, no? that is a fun fact. Very wacky. So, there you go. There you have it. That is that is today's uh, foot bros. So, at full time in those games, 2-0 for Arsenal against Brighton, 2-1 for Aston Villa against Brentford, and 3-0 for West Ham against Wolves. Did your team do well uh, in that In that one? Keep
1: my FPL team.
0: Yep. What, what points are you at now?
1: I'm on fifty one points.
0: Okay. Going so into
1: the last game of the game
0: week. So am I going into the last game of the game week. Oh. So it's oh. all down to whether Simicas or Trent uh, performs better. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Or, or or if one of them gets a dodgy yellow card or something like <laughs> that. Yeah. Or <laughs> going down to the wire for us here.
0: It'll go down to the wire. We'll we'll discuss this next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.